1: Let's listen in on this conversation at 79 Wistful Vista before we begin tonight's story.
2: Who do you think is more important in a family, Molly? The mother or dad?
3: Oh, that's a loaded question if I ever heard one, McGee. But let me see now. The mother has to bring up the children, but dad has to bring home the bacon.
2: Kind of a fielder's choice, eh, (laughs) Gil? Well, it sure didn't stump the Prudential Insurance Company of America. I guess that's why most people consider the Prudential's family income plan nothing short of a stroke of genius.
3: Come to think of it, you're right, McGee. It certainly does provide for both the bacon and the children.
2: Let me explain it this way. You see, the family income plan is just the ticket for parents with growing kids. If anything happens to Dad, the Prudential would send your family a regular monthly check, all during your youngsters' growing up years, money they'd need for groceries, a roof over their heads, and clothing. And that means Mother wouldn't have to leave them and go to work. She'd be right at home with them, giving them all the care and consideration children just naturally need.
3: That's right, dearie. And because this plan covers the family during the youngster's growing up years, its cost is lower than you'd think. Ask your prudential agent about a family income plan tomorrow.
1: A large and fancy garden party will take place tonight at the home of the wealthy Mrs. J. Manville Whitney. Just about everybody who is anybody will be there including a couple of people known as Fibber, McGee, and Molly.
2: I was just talking to Doc Gamble about the party tonight, Molly, and we're going with him and Miss Cuddleson in the doctor's car.
3: Oh, good. My, this ought to be a wonderful party.
2: All the top crust, my dear. Look, I got
3: to go downtown this morning and run a couple of errands. Anything I can get you down there? Oh, yes, good. Will you go by the custom cleaners across the street from the Ritz Vista and pick up my good dress? Well, you know, I've been giving some
2: thought to this shindig tonight. Going to be a lot of fancy dresses there, huh?
3: Oh, naturally. That's why I had my best dress clean.
2: Well, I think you ought to buy a new dress.
3: It had a few spots on it. From... How was that again?
2: I says, I think you ought to have a new party dress. Oh, I don't mean rush downtown and buy a Scapinelli original or one of them Dale Carnegie's I read about. Oh, but...
3: McGee, no. <laughs> Dale Carnegie doesn't make dresses. That's his sister, Hattie, you're thinking about.
2: Oh. Well, anyhow... I think you ought to go out and buy yourself something fancy, kiddo.
3: Oh, you're sweet. And I'll probably hate myself for this, but we can't afford a new dress right now, McGee. Well, I mean, you've been a good kid, and really, I... Really, think... sweetheart, we don't go to many parties, and the dress I have at the cleaners is fairly new anyhow. It's good enough. Unless, of course, you don't like it.
2: Oh, sure, that's my favorite dress. The thing I like about it is, the, is that bow in the back. Bow in the back? You don't have a bow in the back? Well, anyway, I like the color on you anyhow. You always look good in green, and... Green? My dress isn't... Black? chartreuse pink?
3: (laughs) Here, here's the slip for the cleaners. Pick up my dress, will you? And you're awful sweet to want to buy me a new one. Most husbands wouldn't even suggest it.
2: Well, you're sweet to turn it down. And just for that, I'm going to come home with a little surprise for you, Tootsie. Surprise? Yep. Because you're the type of wife that don't ask for anything, I'm going to get you something. I won't tell you what, but when you walk into that party tonight, you're going to be the envy of every woman there.
3: Really? Oh,
2: my. Yes, sir. You're going to have something that every woman longs for.
3: I already have that. What's that? You.
2: Oh, sure. Well, it's true, of course. <laughs> I've always been sort of irrestible to the obstinate sex. But besides me, you're going to have something else that'll... Look, uh,
3: the... McGee, run on downtown and get my dress from the cleaners, will you? I've got my housework to do and everything. Okay,
2: I'll see you later. Unless, of course, I get kidnapped by Marilyn Monroe.
3: All of me. Why not take all of me? All of me.
0: to tell me you offered to buy your wife a new dress and she turned it down, mister?
2: Yep. Said just come down here and pick up her old one from you. Says it's plenty good enough.
0: Here's the slip. Four, two, five, J. Boy, you got a wife and a million, you know that? Betcha. Man, if that was my Florence and I made her an offer like that, she'd grab the dress and be for a hat and shoes to go with it.
2: Not my wife, though.
0: Oh, well, here's the dress. You got your car outside? You ought to hang it up so it don't wrinkle.
2: Yeah, I can manage okay. How much owe
0: you? Let's see, uh... That's a buck fifty.
2: Okay, here you are.
0: Thanks. Hey, you don't know how lucky you are to have a wife like that, mister. You ought to really appreciate her.
2: I do, boy, I do. You know what I'm going to do now? I'm going from here right to the florist. I'm going to buy her an orchid corsage. Good. I'm going to sneak in the house with it, hang this dress up, pin the orchid on it, and put a note on it that says, to the best little wife in the world.
0: That's the way to do it. I'd like to do things like that for my wife, if she ever give me any reason to, but Priminy, I...
2: Yeah, well, I'll see you later, bud. Next time the dress gets dirty.
0: Well, nice little guy. Gabby as heck, but... Hmm, I thought that slip he gave me said 405J. It says 425J. I must... Holy smoke, I gave him the wrong dress. Hey, hey, wait! Wait, mister! That's not your wife's dress! I gave you the wrong... Mister! Oh, nuts. If the boss finds out about this mess, it's back to the bowling alley racking pins again.
1: There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. What do viceroys do for you that no other filter tip can do? Do for me? Do for me? Yes, ladies and gentlemen. What do viceroys do for all smokers that no other filter tip can do? Here's the answer. Only Viceroy gives you 20,000 filter traps in every filter tip to filter, filter, filter your smoke while the rich, rich flavor comes through. You're right. Viceroy's taste even better than cigarettes without filters.
4: Yes, and thanks to this wonderful filter, I never get bits of tobacco on my lips or in my
1: purse. Next time you hear the question, what do Viceroy's do for you that no other filter tip can do? You know the answer. Only Viceroy gives you 20,000 filter traps in every filter tip to filter, filter, filter your smoke while the rich, rich flavor comes through. Smoke Viceroy's. Get 20,000 filters. Get richer, smoother flavor.
3: surprised in my life, Mabel. Look at it. Well, it's just fantastic, Ma.
4: This is for Ripley, you know. you got to send this in now, really.
3: (laughs) Well, it happened just like I told you. I walked in from the backyard and I heard the front door slam. So I hollered, is that you, McGee? And nobody answered. So I walked into the living room and there it was.
4: Hanging right up in the middle of the living room.
3: With this beautiful orchid pinned on it and this note. To the
4: best little wife in the world, surprise.
3: He told me when he left he was going to buy me a surprise, but I never dreamed. <laughs>
4: oh, isn't he silly? Yeah, well, that knucklehead of mine should get that silly sometime. But I told McGee I didn't need a new dress. The one I've got
3: at the cleanest is good enough.
4: So what does he do? What every husband should do when his wife's foolish enough to object to a new dress, have her objection overruled. Hurry up now, get into it. Let's see how it looks.
3: Goodness, I'm so excited. Well, come on now, let me help you just can't get over it. Imagine him just walking into a store and buying me a new dress and beautiful, too. And in New York, that's the final touch.
4: Well, I'm going to have a little talk with that husband of mine when he gets home tonight. Honestly, if Mort ever came home and brought me anything besides a beef. Here, let me zip it for you. <laughs> now, turn around. Let's see.
0: Well,
3: isn't it beautiful?
4: Uh-uh. Just like a man, brought the wrong size.
3: It does feel awful loose.
4: Yeah. Here, you see? Here. It's got to be taken in along both sides here.
3: Too long, too, isn't it? Yeah.
4: Hem's got to be lifted at least three inches. Oh, dear. Listen. When McGee gets home, let him take you and the dress back to that store. Expensive dresses like this, they'll make the alterations
3: for you. Oh, darn it. And I wanted to wear it to Mrs. Whitney's party tonight. I wonder if we could... Sure we could. Get your machine
4: out. I'll help you. Swell.
3: Would you? Glad to. Shouldn't take
4: more than an hour or so to rip it out and bring it in on the sides here. (laughs)
2: Hey, Molly, I'm home. How'd you like the little surprise I dropped off this afternoon?
3: Oh, you darling. Come on in here and see. Soon as I hang up my hat.
2: you' better like it. Five bucks that orchid cost. I looked at every flower in that shop before I picked it out. What'd you she... say, dearie? I said I looked through just about everything they had in the shop before I picked the exact right one for you.
3: I tell you, it's the prettiest thing I ever owned. How does it look on me?
2: Great, just great. Frankly, Molly, it was a little more than I had planned to spend, but now that I see you wearing it... I say it was worth every penny.
3: I'm so thrilled with
2: it. Oh, by the way, the man said if you put it in the refrigerator when you're not wearing it, it'll last a whole week. The refrigerator?
3: Oh, you're talking about the orchid? Yeah. Oh, no, I meant the dress. Mabel and I worked all afternoon taking it in, and I wanted you to see how taking nice... Taking
2: it in? What do you mean? It didn't fit? No, but don't worry about but what it. What happened? Did it stretch or something? That guy never mentioned... Don't about...
3: worry about it, sweetheart. I'm not complaining. My goodness, it's wonderful. It was just a couple of sizes too large. Two but... sizes?
2: Well, they sure got a nerve at that joint. What are they trying to pull on their customers anyhow? Give me that phone. Now,
3: dearie, there's no use calling. I already made the alterations.
2: Get the door, will you?
3: All right, sweetheart, but don't fret because the dress was a little large. It fits me fine.
2: I'll give that guy a piece of my mind for... Uh, Hello, custom cleaners. This is McGee, Fibber McGee. The guy that picked up a dress of my wife's there this afternoon and it comes home two sizes too big and... Huh? Boy, you're glad I called. You what? Gave me the wrong... Oh, my gosh. Just
3: a minute, Sonny. I'll get the money for you.
2: Belongs to who? Mrs. Powers? I never heard of her. Yeah, but, but, but,
3: but... It's the paper boy, dearie. I've got some money in my purse. I'll pay him.
2: Do what? Return the dress and you'll give me the other one.
3: Oh, no, McGee. I don't want to return it. Please, dearie. Yeah,
2: but, Molly, this dress... I just
3: love this dress. It's the first one you ever went out and bought for me all by yourself. I'll have everybody at that party so jealous tonight. Jealous because I've got such a sweet, thoughtful husband
2: Okay, okay, you can keep it. Uh, I'll work this out somehow.
3: Ha <laughs> ha you doll. Well, here's your money, Richard. A dollar eighty we owe you, so if you'll make out a receipt
2: for Oh, murder. Hello? Uh, look, Bud, uh, we're going to have to work out some kind of a deal on that dress. Uh, my wife thought it was a new one for her, and, and she cut it up to fit her. Well, Dad ratted it was your fault, not mine. Well, Mrs. Powers is your problem. I'll pay for it, sure, but I can't talk to you now. Huh? Seventy-five bucks? Oh, leave us not be ridiculous, bud. Look, I gotta hang up now because...
1: Goodbye. We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. There's music in the air on NBC with singing favorites Dinah Shore and Frank Sinatra. Dinah gives a lift to the day on the Dinah Shore show, and she takes a song that might be old or new, borrowed or blue, and gives it her own unique version. You'll enjoy the Dinah Shore show Wednesdays on NBC. And in a different manner, Frank Sinatra combines his talents with a bit of easygoing chatter and a record or two to come up with the Frank Sinatra show. With Dinah Shore and Frank Sinatra, there's sure to be music in the air over NBC on Wednesday evenings. Although he doesn't sing, Groucho Marx makes the laugh meter jump. As quizmaster of a wonderful laugh show, you bet your life Groucho makes Wednesday evenings a night to look forward to. So make a note right now to hear The Dinah Shore Show, The Frank Sinatra Show, and You Bet Your Life starring Groucho Marx over the NBC Radio Network tomorrow and every Wednesday evening. You'll be glad you did. <laughs>
3: Sure
2: is a swell party. Having a good time, Molly?
3: Wonderful. Everyone's just raving about this new dress you bought me. Just about every woman here has complimented on it. Oh? Everyone except that rather stout woman standing near the punch bowl. All she does is just stare. Who's she? Mrs. Powers, her name is. Mrs. Powers? Her husband's with the police department. Burglary division. Here she comes now.
2: Uh, come on, kiddo. Uh, let's dance. But,
3: McGee... Uh, we can
2: always meet new people. But while we're young, let's live. Let's laugh. Let's get out on the balconies. It's less crowded out there. Good night.
3: Good night, all.
1: Fibber, McGee, and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the cleaner and Mary Jane Croft as Mabel Toots. Join Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC
2: Radio Network.